This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show, the Monday after 4th of July. And back to work, everybody. Thanks for being along with us today. We're going to go around the room. Everybody's going to share on what they're working on uh, today. We'll have that in just a second. I just want to make sure everybody's got the phone number. If you want to call during the show, we've got the toll-free studio line for that. And that number is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. If you'd rather leave a message, you can do that anytime, seven days a week, 24 hours a day on the toll-free neckline. And that number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. If you want to see what's happening in the studio and if you want to see what's going on in the chat, which can get lively, uh, sometimes taking on a life of its own over on Facebook, just find us Buzz Adam show on Facebook and we live stream on Facebook the entire show. So you can check us out that way. Well, um, in the city in which we live, there was a. Well, what I thought was supposed to be a total ban on fireworks. You can't shoot them. You can't buy them. You couldn't sell them. And everybody followed the law to the (laughs) T. Yeah, that's it. There were either as many or possibly more fireworks going off on Saturday. Like, I thought about not even... I was like, oh, well, at least the dogs won't get scared because there's not going to be any fireworks. It's good. It's a really good thing I brought those dogs in, or they oh, would yeah. have just been losing their minds because it didn't seem like there was a firework ban at all. Mm-mm. Does anybody know where the? And some of them sounded big. I think maybe like the country club had theirs. I and don't. Maybe the amusement park. I don't know to be honest with you, because I, I mean, I didn't really. T- I'm lucky that my dog doesn't care. Like I took him on a walk about nine or ten at night, right during like the peak. Tubby doesn't freak out with with he fireworks. Doesn't, he doesn't care at all. He's so he's just in his own little world. So he's just we're walking and all these fireworks are going off in like the arroyo behind my house, and he's just kind of well, whatever keeps walking like this is a. Oh, so somebody was shooting him off in the. I was just wondering, like, were these private individuals? And they were shooting them off in the Arroyo. You know, that thing that's full of dead, dried sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and tumbleweeds and stuff. That Arroyo, and you then mean? I, thought, I think I saw a drunk driver crash at one point, too. And I was like, well, time to go home. So Yeah. This guy was just swinging through the roundabouts right by my house. And he, like, screeched on his brakes, went around one. Then, oh, like, yeah, then sped off, screeched on his brakes again, went around one. And then, you know where I'm talking about where the the the... The tennis club and the pool is down in that area. In the Arroyo. Yeah. Yeah. He went down that way, and all I hear is, and, and all sound stops. I'm like, uh-oh. And then I just hear, and the car starts up again and goes off. I'm like, well, crashed and just kept going. Good for you, I guess. 
Brandon, did you hear fireworks going off on Saturday? Oh, we went and watched them. Where? He's all, I was putting them on. Yeah. <laughs> I was setting the fireworks that off. That may or may not have been us. No. Um, I mean, we heard some going off, and then I was like, you know what? Like, let's We're going to drive up to Trans Mountain, and we're going to go look. Just see where they're coming from. And it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, from where we were at, in the time we were up there, I think we were up there around 11 o'clock, um, the west side of the city was significantly more active than the east side okay, at that point. But it did it look like a professional fireworks show was going no. off or just people setting them? No, it was just people setting them off. See, that's what I was but trying it, to it figure was like out. It big mortars, too. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, like you know what a, um, a Roman candle looks like? Yeah. Yes. Where it just kind of goes, and there's really no big explosion afterwards or anything like that. No, no, no. These were like some of the big mortar stuff, but you could tell it was... Somebody goes in the middle of the street, lights it, one goes off, and then you wait a couple of minutes, and then another one will go off in kind of that same area. The mortar ones are the ones that sound like thunder when they go mm-hmm. off, and I, that's what made me think, well, maybe the country club is having theirs after all, but was that uh, city ordinance, was that supposed to cover... Because the whole point was, it wasn't because of a drought or anything. It was because of social distancing. It wasn't just the city ordinance. It was the county. The county ordinance, right. Right. And I was thinking, well, wait a second. If they're having those gatherings at the country, at the country club or at the amusement park or whatever, more people gather at that than would gather out in your yard or in Lisa's Arroyo. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, All right, let's find out what we're working on. Welcome back to the week, everybody. It's July the 6th. And why don't we start off with news headlines? Lisa is going to be covering. And Lisa's here, by the way, in the studio. I, no, no. I am Joanna today. Yeah. Not in my studio, but she's a, a, well, not in, not my in studio either. <laughs> it's going to be hotter than hell over here today, man. Our uh, AC crapped out last week. Oh, no. The AC's out, huh? Yeah, so for at least for this studio and then the one that's next to us for the other station. And so we're kind of screwed because the only thing they can do is put fans. I can't have the fans on while we're broadcasting because they just make a ton of noise. We're just going to see Brandon running back and forth, opening the door. Is the... uh, I'm going to be doing this thing. Is the Kiss Morning Show working today? No, they're off this week. I think so. Okay. No, because they... Good. Remember, they were supposed to, <laughs> they were supposed to be on vacation the same time Brandon and Joanna were in March, and they didn't take it. So they're taking this week. All right, Lisa News, what do you want to preview for us in news today? Well, coronavirus, a group of international experts are now warning that the coronavirus can flow in air droplets, and that's likely the way that it's transmitting. That's despite the reluctance of health agencies to acknowledge the airborne nature of the virus. Um, U.S. coronavirus cases, they're continuing to climb. More hospitals report nearing capacity. Officials across the country are stating that say that states like Arizona, Florida, and Texas, they reopen too quickly. And in the absence of federal mandates, um, mayors and governors now are trying to take more control over their areas. Um, other state, other countries that are seeing a huge influx includes Iraq. They've seen a massive surge in cases. And the Australian state of Victoria, they had to close their borders and put people under lockdown and are conducting mass testings after there was a sharp rise in that area. What is the, uh, the governor's uh, edict pertaining to face mask i don't know blame millennials and oh face masks um wear them wear them now you're supposed to wear them whenever you leave the house now right yeah yeah and they're supposedly supposed to be a fine for it but i saw this weekend several people 
that were quote unquote protesting that had no masks on. Protesting the mask thing or no. pro- uh, the bars not being opened. Oh, protesting the bars not being opened. Yeah. And they weren't wearing masks. That's a shock, huh? Yeah. Uh, Brandon, sports headlines. What do we have coming up in sports today? I think the change is about to happen. For the Redskins? I mean, the uh, Washington Football Club of Washington, District of Columbia? For that and almost any team that uses Redskins or Indians, names like that. Now, I got a a problem with the Redskins. I'm not sure I have as big a problem with Indians. Or Seminoles or Braves, for that matter. So, for the Redskins, they're saying that they're going to do a thorough review on their name. Nike pulled all of the Washington Redskins apparel off of their website, kind of forcing uh, Washington's hand to be like, you guys really need to reassess this because we're not going to sell any of your merchandise. Um, When you say Washington, you mainly mean Dan Snyder, right? It's Dan Snyder. It's 95% Dan Snyder. I would almost say like 99%. Well, if it's 95% Dan Snyder, the other 5% are Washington fans who don't want it to change. Yes. And it's one thing that has boggled my mind with Dan Snyder is why would you not be okay with changing the name? That opens up more merchandise, more apparel. Like, people who own the old apparel are more likely to buy the new stuff, you would think. But I could be wrong. Um, they also have odds in Vegas on what Washington's name would become. And some of the options were presidents, generals, Lincolns, Americans, kings, and memorials. I did a, a kind of a mock article last week about some name options for Washington. And some of those were the ones that I came up with because I didn't think they would actually be serious. Because I was like, go full phallic symbol and go with the, you know, the Washington memorials and just put this giant phallus symbol on the side of your helmets. Washington monuments. The Washington, yeah, yeah, the Washington monuments. And there was also, um, I also said, why just get rid of the, um, or, or don't get rid of anything. Just add a potato to the end. Redskin potatoes. The redskin potatoes. All right. Go fighting spuds. Well, the Cleveland Indians, they're also looking into it as well, uh, changing their name. Remember, it was a couple years ago, they said they're no longer going to be using the Chief Wahoo logo. So that was already gone. Now, as for the Atlanta Braves, they are saying... Tomahawk chop. They are kind of committed to staying the Braves. And they have a great relationship with the Native American community. And they believe that it's promoting Native Americans and not uh, in a negative light. The, the reason I, I can see getting rid of the Redskins is because that's a racial slur. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't introduce... I knew that when your, I was a kid. You wouldn't introduce a Native American to a group of people like, hey, I want you to meet this guy. He's a Redskin. I, you wouldn't do that. That's mm-hmm. that's just a racial slur. Even if you can find... And I, I know you can find people who are Native American who aren't upset by it, but that's not the point. It's <laughs> just like, you know, this isn't going to get any less politically incorrect as time goes on. It's going to become more so. And I think uh, Washington... Uh, in the NFL are getting some, you know, the sponsors and uh, mm-hmm. who, who has the naming uh, rights for the stadium? I have no it idea. Is, uh, th- there's some of them that are leaning on it. So when you've got major sponsors who are like, we, you know, we're not sure we want to be associated FedEx with FedEx Field it. is what they Fed, Right. FedEx has said that they're reconsidering because of the name of the team. So uh, when the sponsors start saying... You need to start changing your name or at least go down that path. You need to start doing it. Because remember, it was last week, Nike and uh, PepsiCo 
and somebody else, they wrote letters to the team saying, you guys need to change the name. We're talking about to Washington. Yes. All right. Uh, Lisa, we'll talk about this issue. Uh, so parents who are divorced or parents who are uh, split up or whatever, uh, COVID-19 is affecting how they are managing the kids, you know, who gets the kids. Um, what's going on? So parents are now using things called socially distancing contracts to do what lawyers are saying, emotionally control their former partners. Um, while the pandemic is happening right now, a lot of people are saying that they're hearing about uh, partners who are giving different things to make sure that they are essentially doing only certain activities. Um, like, I need you to sign this uh, uh, stating that you won't take our kid to, you know, a rally. Yeah, for instance, a, one mother in Brooklyn uh, said that her ex-husband sent an order stipulating that she must abide by all New York state rules regarding social distancing. Like, for instance, not attending any non-essential gatherings, not having any visitors inside of the home when the children are with her. Um the mother said she feels like she's in an episode of Handmaid's Tale, um, but she shared her social distancing contract online, oh. and it looks like she's not the only one who's been getting this. They said, uh, "Is that legally binding? If it's just, oh, my ex gave me this thing to sign, I wonder if it's like a, a legally binding con. Did he have it drawn up by an attorney, or it did was he a just proposed a- court order?" that she got. Um, So they're saying that this is a new legal maneuver that they're seeing parents do is what's being called the social distancing contract. Uh, Family lawyers were telling uh, a news station that many separated parents, they're using the pandemic as an excuse to flip to place restrictions on their exes. And it includes things like, yeah, uh, making sure they can't allow having people into their own home, uh, telling them that they can't go anywhere, telling and then they can't do certain things. Can't the parent just say, ah, I'm not going to sign it? Well, if the person has primary custody of the child, they could. And this is what a lot of people are seeing is they're keeping the kids from the other parents saying, well, I don't know if they're actually being safe with my child. So I'm just going to keep my child instead. Um, and this is uh, something that a lot of people are having issues with. Uh, parents, some parents are saying they're being prevented from dating new people because, according to their ex, uh, they don't want anyone new being introduced to their child for fear of the coronavirus. But others are saying it's not so much uh, for fear of coronavirus. It's more of just uh, we're trying to keep control of you. Uh, so this right. Is a- this is a way we want to keep you under our under our thumb. Exactly. Does it say? Is it mostly? Uh, fathers doing it to the mothers or mothers to the fathers? Does it break it down like that at all? It doesn't. It looks like it's happening. Because either party, sides. either yeah. party could be could want to be controlling and use this as an opportunity to get in there and. Uh, you know, kind of grind the other partner under their heel a little bit. Yeah. Judges usually try to avoid those types of limitations on parenting choices. Um, There can be safety guidelines, but right now during the pandemic, they're saying that they're seeing. um, I've heard some dramatic, like firsthand, second, third hand stories. Like somebody told me about a friend who uh, they were having a big mother's day party and the, the parent Okay, so the non, what's it called? Primary. The non-primary parent okay. found out that they were having a big gathering at the primary parent's house right. and called police 
on him. Not you know they weren't making noise. They weren't. Was this right now, like elite. in the pandemic? Well, this was back around Mother's Day. Oh yeah, so yeah, no. Yeah. In, in the- so it was Mother's Day, and there was some kind of gathering. And from what I, I, I only know these people on the periphery, but the way it was explained to me, the non-primary parent found out there was this big family gathering, called the police on the family, and I don't think the police ever showed up. But uh, here's a telephone number if anybody's. Got anything like this going on? Give us a call, and it's 844-305-6210, 844-305-6210. That's when I kind of lost the story. Either the police Either didn't, didn't, show, didn't up. show up or showed up and didn't do anything, just did a welfare check or whatever. Make sure the kid was there. <laughs> yeah, uh, just see what it was all about. Let's talk to our first caller of the morning. It's George, and we're talking about uh, parenting during COVID-19. Hi, George. Morning, Buzz. How's it going? Good, Doing good, George. I, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, just a lot of crazy people out here. Yeah. Well, what's up? From Arizona to Texas, we talked about it uh, back then. I brought it up, and, like, nobody really paid attention to that issue of how people are having problems with that. Who did you bring it up to? Especially the way it's going on now, it's gotten worse, where each one, each state has something different. We're talking, George, we're talking specifically about the, the parents in custody and visitation and things like that? Yes, sir. Oh, and mm. d- did you talk to us about it earlier, or you talked to other oh, people? Oh, yeah, this was back in January, February. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know it had kind of. Uh, I, I didn't know that COVID nineteen was at, at that level of a threat back in January, February, well, maybe February. I understand, I understand but I, I was listening more to the health issue and what we're learning about because of the, where I work at. Do you have some family drama going on? No, uh, there's a couple of families that I see doing that that are struggling through that, and they're trying to be civil. And there are some that take advantage, you know, we see the nature, and then we got people that are not educated in how to help each other in this crisis. Well, do you work with these kind of, uh, I mean, are you a social worker, or what, what do you do, George? I can't really say, sir. Uh, okay. We do, uh, just use your imagination. Uh-huh. Having a kid, even just one child, two child, uh-huh. having to go across state and having to still have a quarantine, and then still having to be the noise. The other people are having quarantine, so it's a big issue. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, what we're finding out is now there are documents they're asking the other one to sign, but I, I don't know how legally binding something like that would be. Now, now, now think about this. Now, if they lived in California and they wanted to meet halfway, you'd be halfway still be in quarantine, the three of you, to find out what the heck's going on and then be able to leave back. They'd be hopefully not have to be in quarantine back here again. All right. All right, George. Well, thanks for the call. Thanks for keeping us up to date on it. Yeah, if you could, bring it up. There is a lot of issues. A lot of people really getting now they're fixing contracts like these people in New York or whatever that you said that was going on. Yeah, right on. All right. Thanks, George. 
Okay, bye. All right, we'll see you. Here's the telephone number again. It's 844-305-6210, 844-305-6210. Let's talk about COVID-19 a little bit and avoiding germs. I've mm-hmm. I've got a report here uh, where the CDC, I think it was the CDC, I'll double check that, okay. uh, listed the types of activities from oh, no, that how, is the Texas Medical Association, I believe. Is that, is that what is that story is from? Is it the red, yellow, and green thing? Let me see. Do you not know? X is, this just says experts ranked activities based on coronavirus risk. Is it like a 1 through 10? It is a one through five is what I have. So maybe we're talking about different things. No, it is. It's a so it's a list. I can actually send you the picture if you would like. So this is a list uh, was made by the Texas Medical Association, and it includes a list of how uh, risky all of these different activities are. And one comment I see your email. I just sent it to you. I see a comment from time to time. It's like, well, why can this be open? But that can't be open. Mm-hmm. Right. What's interesting, though, on this list, and people have a lot of issues with, is the traveling by plane. Because on all of these lists, sometimes it's listed pretty low on the risk factor, and then other ones, it's really, really high. So um, this list actually puts it closer to the lower numbers. Um, I don't know. Mine's got it at the highest risk. Yeah, see, this is... Uh, <laughs> I think we've got two different things Well, here. no, 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 but a lot of these different ri- lists put d- them at different levels. Um, no, but the one that I've seen making the rounds online from a lot of different news sources is the one from the Texas Medical Association. Yeah, that see, that's the list that I have that we've been seeing a lot of. So I wonder between your list and this one what the differences are. But they do it by color coding, too. So the red is the most at risk, and then the green are the least likely all at right. risk. Let's, let's go, first of all, with Texas Medical Association. So let's start with the with the red, the things that are in red. These mm-hmm. are risky for getting uh, COVID-19, eating at a buffet, yeah, working see out at a gym. See, I felt like that had to be the case although i i would say that it depends on the gym at the at my gym it's about the same as going to a grocery store i, I think mean it, it nobody does, a it few people are wearing clean a, it too. a few people are wearing masks right um and i notice a lot of people spraying down the machine and mm-hmm. you know everybody seems to be doing that pretty pretty good but yeah i, I that's why i say it just depends cuz there is um I've heard about some gyms in town where people have actually canceled their memberships because when they went there, they found that people weren't social distancing. The gym itself wasn't sanitizing things. And so people were like, yeah, I had to cancel that membership because it it freaked me out so bad. But then there are other gyms they said they went to and they said, no, like you could tell the workers every hour are going down and re-wiping. So even if the customers wipe them down, they're going and re-wiping them down too, just to make sure. All right, in addition to buffets and gyms, movie theater, large music concert. These are the ones that are like the Highest. red alert. Mm-hmm. Sports stadium. Going to a bar mm-hmm. is right there in the red. And yeah. attending a religious service with 500 plus worshipers. So I guess if there's only 499 people. <laughs> You're doing <laughs> right? great. <laughs> right? Doesn't it kind right. of matter like how big the building is? I mean, yeah. if there were 500 people, but it holds 1,000, everybody could be at least one seat away from everybody. 
they've got some activities that are orange, which is the next highest level, and that includes hair salon or barbershop, eating in a restaurant, attending a wedding or funeral. Uh, my, my Traveling by plane is pretty high on this one, too. Eating in a restaurant inside. Okay. Because they have outside, I think, and takeout listed on here, too. Hugging or shaking hands when greeting a friend is at the orange level, so that's moderate high. When do you think that'll be normal again? Hugging or shaking hands? Yeah. Let's go low risk. Let's just look at the things you're okay to do. Opening the mail. Yeah. It says it's pretty low risk. Getting restaurant takeout. Yeah, we still do that mm-hmm. on a pretty regular basis. Pumping gasoline. People have, I've seen have been shocked by that. They're like, how is that a, um, a rating a number two because of how many people are handling the pump before and after? I'm like, I, I actually could see that as low risk because one, you're socially distanced. There's a lot of room between you and the other pumps. And yeah, if you use hand sanitizer after you handle the pump, I, I don't see that as that big of a risk. Playing tennis, going camping. Those are all listed at a level one or two. Uh, here's something everybody's got to do grocery shopping and it turns out grocery shopping is on the low side it it ranks a three so that puts it in the moderate low category along with going for a walk hey look at look at your your things on there playing golf playing golf mm-hmm low uh sitting in a doctor's waiting room eating in a restaurant outside is about the same as going grocery shopping um then a little a little higher in the moderate risk category having dinner at someone else's house really attending a backyard barbecue shopping at a mall and swimming in a public pool now the list that i have here here. i don't know if it's the same one (laughs) they looked at four key factors is it an enclosed space how long do you interact with other people how crowded is it? And is there forceful exhalation? And that could include shouting, singing, or yelling. I guess shouting and yelling are the same thing. So low risk, yeah, staying home, walking, running, or biking, mm-hmm. picking up takeout, or getting groceries. So they've got getting groceries actually in the low risk. Low to medium. What? Grocery shopping? Maybe getting groceries is just going... Like to getting the curbside pickup? Yeah, I've never done that. Oh, I love it. It's so nice. They, they don't even... They're like, do you mind if I just sign for you? I'm like, sign away. Throw it in the back. Medium... I can't tell if this is the same list or not. Uh, medium Does risk... Do you have a link where it tells you? Click that link. Click the link. Click the link. Well, uh, under the high risk, they've got indoor parties, yeah, bars and nightclubs, public transportation. See, the buses are running, you know, and I don't know what it's like inside the bus, like if there's social distancing, but public transportation is in the highest risk category, along with airplanes, religious services, and movie theaters. I thought we had a bus driver call up a few weeks ago, and he, he was upset because they're supposed to be distancing on the buses where, you know, if one person sits in this seat, you know, you have to be at least one row, one row away or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, people aren't doing that. And he felt at risk. 
Now, these look like two different things, but they're similar. I mean, yeah. there's nothing that's really contradictory. Uh, the governor said everybody needs to be wearing a mask, right? Yep. Okay. I watched Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Oh. It was... I was transported I just, into a world of majesty Buzz and has history. a new male crush, Brandon. The guy from... Uh, Mindhunter? Yeah, the guy from <laughs> Mindhunter plays, plays King, King George. George. And it is he has three songs, and it's basically the, the same song over and over again. But he's incredible. And he's also the voice of Kristoff in Frozen, so... Yeah, I can't watch Frozen. Ever since we found that out, I uh-huh. can't watch Frozen the same way again because I just expect him to start asking questions about, excuse me, um, what was your relationship with your mother like? Do you know what really it's really cool in Frozen 2 is there's that song that he sings, Kristoff, and it's Into like the, the 80s Woods. ballad? Yes, but did you know, so in the background, it's all the, all the reindeer singing. Did you know that's his voice? Just layered over and over again. So he does all the low parts of the of the reindeer and all the high parts of the reindeer. And what they did is they just blended about eight different of his voices in the highs and the lows to make the reindeer background. That's all just him singing in the song. It's He's amazing. Got skills. He's got a lot of skills. I I knew Jonathan Groff was talented, <laughs> but like his vocal performance as King George the Third. <laughs> was just so amazing. It's like he doesn't really get to show off his vocal talent uh-huh. that much in Frozen. And not at all in Mindhunters. He was really sad. He said that. He's like, in Frozen 1, I was kind of bummed. I didn't get a song. But this time, they gave me a rockin' 80s ballad. He got a song? No, not a... He didn't have a song. Yes, he did. In Frozen 1? Yep. What song? Reindeer are better than people. <laughs> Sven, don't you think that it's true? The, the one he sang to the Rudolph. Uh, to the Rudolph. To the, to the, Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. To the reindeer. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll now, you I could not enjoy it to its fullest. Why? Because that Disney Plus buffers. I, it's infuriating. I mean, it buffers way more than is acceptable. I don't, that like every minute or so. connection then or something because mine doesn't buffer at all. I have no issues. Yeah. Do you, you might want to test your internet and see see what you're working with. Tell Nico to test your internet. Really? That's the only one I have that much of a problem with. Well, it's it does take, it, it does seem to gobble up more um, space. Disney because Plus I do, does. Yeah, I do know that it takes a little bit longer for things to load on Disney Plus as opposed to Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But I never had, really have the buffering issues in the middle of yeah, a no. movie or a show. It'll take, yeah, a little bit longer to load it, but then when it's loaded, it goes. It's fine. What else? Oh, I watched that. Remember, there was a movie coming out in 2019. It was too controversial, so they didn't release it. The Hunt. Yeah, and then it was supposed to come out in 2020, and then the pandemic happened, and it didn't make it to theaters, so they they released it uh, direct to streaming. Uh, The Hunt. I watched that. It is... Ridiculous, goofy. Really, I don't know what people, people who were getting upset about it didn't see it because it's hard to tell who the, I mean, the hero of the thing is, is one of the deplorables. I I don't want to give too much, but Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It only had a 6.4 out of 10. And I was thinking, but somebody had told me, it's like, this is demented and just so, it like so bad it's good. 
So I I rented it for like five forty nine. Brandon, well worth the five forty nine or whatever it was <laughs> to get yeah. the hunt. Well, I'm I am looking for stuff to watch because I finished up uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm completely caught up and now I'm sad. That's such a good show. Yeah, highly underrated. I'm telling, you, like I think Andy Samberg might be one of the most underrated comedic actors. But that whole ensemble is brilliant. Can I tell you something? What? You tell. You know how I'd never seen an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. I'd never seen an episode of, Re- of uh, not Reno, what's it? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine Nine. So Nico started showing him to me starting with the first one. Mm-hmm. Is the first season not as good? I think it's one of those where you kind of have to it's get into it. It's finding footing. You know how I didn't Joanna think it was got great. into it? Joanna I, got into it by, for Hulu, they do for holidays, they'll like clump a bunch of shows the together. The Halloween episode. They did the Halloween heist. So Joanna watched oh, all of that, them. Yeah. And she was cracking up. I just think it's, I can just think of scenes in that movie and I, or that show and I just start laughing. Like one of the ones where he's interrogating some guy and he's like, all right, I'm going to have to try my hardest to break him down. And he's just singing on the guitar. Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not breaking down. Or the Backstreet Boys one where they're like, he was in the He has a stall. lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Do that one, Brandon. <laughs> well, I, I can't sing. I don't even know the, the, what the song was, but he well, gets them to basically harmonize. They start singing Backstreet Boys together. Yeah. And so it's like this woman, she's talking about the person, uh, the suspect, and he goes, okay, and what were they He's in the bathroom stall singing Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. And they just all sing it. And then at the end, he's all, that was amazing. She's like, yes, number three, that's the one that shot my husband. He's like, oh, I forgot about that issue. It, it's a great show. It, Captain uh, Holt is the best. He does have a really great deadpan. Oh, oh he's, he's a great deadpan actor. It does get better. You know, it's also a brilliant show that I started this week. Uh, actually, just last night. I only got like 10 minutes into it, but I want to go watch more. Huh. Dave. I've heard it's really on Hulu, good. Or on, um, is it on Hulu? Yeah, it's FX. FX on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. What is Dave? It's hilarious. It's, it's uh, Lil Dicky. Mm-hmm. Is this, I guess he's a rapper. Yes. And it's, and it's the, what makes it so funny is kind of the subtle humor where I tell you it's what, almost I don't, a bit of a throwaway line at the end of a conversation where they just make a, a, a funny comment. But the whole thing so far, and I'm just only 10 minutes into it, I think it's brilliant so far. <laughs> You've watched 10 minutes of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I admire his, his, he's very secure in his masculinity to make his rapper name Little Dicky, so. Lil. Oh, Lil. Lil Is he a Lil? He's he's really really good. He actually had a song he made as a joke, and it ended up becoming really uh, popular. And it was called "In Chris Brown's Body," and it was just it's a like a, if him and Chris Brown were to switch roles and become each other. And he did it as a joke with Chris Brown. Well, it ended up becoming an actual hit, and people started. But they still play it on the radio now. My my number one takeaway from over the weekend is. I'd I'd never seen Hamilton. My my kids got it. My daughters got really into it four or five years ago and knew all the lyrics and mm-hmm. I finally saw it and it's like oh I see what all the hubbub <laughs> was now it's really fantastic it's great you know what I wish they would start releasing more musicals like that on some of the streaming websites I feel like there's a lot of oh I'm sure there'll be a Broadway streaming service it's coming, coming. yeah I'm looking at uh, high temperatures in West Texas San Angelo, it looks like, is going to get up to 105 on Friday, 108 by Sunday. Abilene is going to warm up into triple digits. Woohoo! Also, uh, early part of this week got rain in, in San Angelo, rain in, uh, or a chance of, in Abilene. 
chance of overnight rain in El Paso tonight. El Paso is going to get up to 107, you know, and that could be. We can have a competition again, man. Well, the highest temperature I Monday. see is, well, according to the forecast, San Angelo is 108. Mm-hmm. El Paso is going to get up to 107. I, I would say, like, in the next seven days, what is the highest Temp that we're going to hit? Temp. Yeah, because it looks like all three are going to be super hot. But remember, there's that time when the prediction was over, I think, 103 for everybody. And I think San Angelo was supposed to be like 108 or 109. But somehow Abilene fell way short. They were they only hit a high of 91 degrees that day. Yeah, we could we could do that. Keep an eye on how hot it's going to be. Um, but that is uh, definitely you're going to start feeling it. If you haven't already. Feeling it in here, dude. It's so hot, my laptop keeps shutting off in this studio. Because the AC's no out, right? Yeah, there's no air conditioning in my studio, which is why Lisa's over where Joanna normally sits. Because it's so damn hot in here? Yeah, and I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to work on my laptop, and I notice it just keeps heating up. And there's some stuff i got to do to to kind of lower the laptop's temperature anyway that I need to update. But it's so hot in here, it just keeps shutting it off, so I just closed it. I'm going to get into the Mosho calendar at Daily Almanac of Events. Real quick, a new wave of notable persons who've been diagnosed with COVID-19. Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend. Okay, you following that? Yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle, who used to be on Fox News and used to be married to Gavin Newsom. Are you still following all that? Yeah. Well, Don Jr. got divorced, and now that's his girlfriend. She's got it. The Trump team says that Kimberly Guilfoyle is asymptomatic, but she's been isolated to limit the possibility of transmission. Don Jr. has tested negative. That's pretty, getting pretty close to the inner circle there, though, isn't it? Uh, former Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain was hospitalized last week with COVID-19. Now, there's no way of knowing for sure where he caught it, but he was at Trump's rally in Tulsa last month. Jimmy Johnson. NASCAR driver, right? Not Not, not not cowboy coach. NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson tested positive on Friday. He uh, was forced to bow out of the Brickyard 400. Uh, His wife also has coronavirus. Uh, Ice-T's wife, Coco, says that her father is battling it in an Arizona hospital And yesterday, Broadway star Nick Cordero died after battling COVID-19 for nearly four months. Yeah, that that one is, uh, you know, he's a young guy. He's only 41, yeah. In good health, as far as they know. I don't know that anybody ever said anything about some kind of underlying health condition. He had to have his leg amputated not too long back because of this, and then... Uh, he was finally uh, lost that battle to COVID-19. Thank God we still have Jonathan Groff, though. You got to watch. When did your wife watch Hamilton on Friday. Disney Plus? She watched it the day it was available. I was playing an online poker game with uh, some friends, and she was watching Hamilton. <laughs> Listen, I never knew what the big deal was. I always heard about it, and it's like, oh, you know, people can't get tickets, and it's sold out for the next four years on Broadway. I'm like, okay, how good could it be? It's that good. 
It really is. I but texted Sanchez totally- <laughs> and I'm telling you, you got to watch Hamilton. It's amazing. Me, uh, happy 4th of July. Why are you texting me about Hamilton right now? Because you need to watch it. it I is, wish you had. It is Independence Day. It's the day that I watch Independence Day with Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum three times in a row. That is what I do every That's 4th That's what July. you do on 4th of July? Yeah. How else are you supposed to celebrate? All right, let's go ahead and do our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. We can uh, get through this, I think, pretty quickly. Let's do it. Uh, fried Chicken Day. Today is World Kiss Day or International Kissing Day. Oh, so not the band. Yeah, the, the act. Birthdays include actress Eva Green, who is 40. She was a Bond girl in Casino Royale. Comedian Kevin Hart is 41. And rapper Fitty Scent is 45. Jeffrey, actor Jeffrey Rush, who played Captain Barbosa in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And Colin Firth's speech therapist in The King's Speech is 69 today. Here's one of those weird things where two really famous people are the exact same age, like their birthday and the year uh-huh. are exactly. All right, you ready? Sylvester Stallone. Okay. All right. Think of Rocky. Think of Rambo. Think of Judge Dredd. A lot of plastic surgery. Continue. Think of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone and George W. Bush, the former president. Wow. 43 are the exact same age as 74 today. Burt Ward, who played Robin on the 1960s Batman on TV, is 75 today. Actor Ned Beatty, who uh, had to squeal like a pig in Deliverance. Did you ever see Deliverance, Brandon? I don't think I ever saw it all the way through. I know that scene, though. Yeah, there's a, a couple of, there's the banjo scene, which yeah. was famous. Down, 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 down. And then there was the squeal like a pig scene with Ned Beatty. I'm just thinking, like, when Ned Beatty was reading for that part and he got the script, he, was he reading through it and it's like, what's going to happen to my character? <laughs> also, the Dalai Lama is 84 today. So, happy birthday, Dalai Lama. <laughs> yes. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Do you know they've been talking about changing the name of the Washington Redskins and changing the mascot of the Cleveland Indians? Like since I was at least since I was in high school. That it was talked about. Washington Redskins, I mean, that's just a racial slur. You know, and you can make the case, well, it wasn't a racial slur at the time they named the team. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just back in the old days. So the Washington Redskins is one that their owner is Dan Snyder, and I, like he has vowed that he was never going to change the name of the Washington football team. But last Thursday, FedEx asked them to change the name. And FedEx pays uh, the Washington football team almost $7 million, no, almost $8 million a year because they got the naming rights. So if you're not going to listen to regular people, you're not going to listen to money, you, you might listen to money. 
Then on Thursday night of last week, Nike took all Redskins team gear off of their website. Then Pepsi jumped in uh, to what was going on. Brandon, you think it would actually be a good uh, financial move for Washington to change the name of the team? Yeah. People are going to buy that new merchandise with the new logo and the new mascot and everything. I wonder if we'll ever see a time when it's like, you know, people wear throwback jerseys. Like, you're not allowed to wear the throwback because we're so. <laughs> please don't wear that. We yeah, don't please don't that. wear your throwback jersey. I know you love John Riggins, but don't wear the throwback jersey. Uh, so after Dan Snyder said a number of times he's not changing the name of the team. Guess what? The Washington Football Club issued a statement saying that they would conduct a thorough review of the situation. And Coach Ron Rivera said that the issue was of, quote, personal importance to him. The same day the Cleveland Indians announced they were working to determine, quote, the best path forward. Uh, so I think it's mainly the mascot, like the image of the Cleveland mascot, right? Or is it the name Indians that's offensive? Well, there was the the Chief Wahoo logo that they did say a that pretty, they weren't going to be doing It was anymore. like a caricature for sure. I guess, uh, you know, things like Seminoles, if it was named in honor of a Native American tribe and the Native American tribe is cool with it, right? That wouldn't be that much different from naming your team after a tribe from Europe. Like the the Celtics or Celtics, you know there are some examples of that. But I think that's also where it comes in. You would have to ask them and say, "Hey, one, if we want to keep this name, yeah, what but, would we have to do?" But what do you do? Hold a vote? I mean, how do you do that? Do you talk to the you to the to tribal the, yeah, leader? You talk to the elders, yeah. There's a tribal. Every tribe has a tribal council. And then they usually have one that's in, uh, a person that's still in charge as either the chief or the leader. And so you you can do that. I mean, that's how a lot of the decisions are made. Like, for instance, um, my godmother's tribe, uh, they made a decision that nobody can leave the reservation during the pandemic. And you have to abide by that because you're on tribal land. But so it's no going off the reservation. No. OK, but don't bump. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But no, there is a but she's the she's the leader of the tribal council because she's the daughter of the last chief. I think what had happened in the past, I don't remember if it was with the Indians or the, or the Redskins, but no, no, it was something with the specific tribe. And mm-hmm. th- they had gone to the tribal council and said, are you cool with this name? And I think the tribal council had said something like, well, yeah, we'd be really cool with it if you donate like a million dollars to the tribe or something. But that, yeah, but that would be the way to do it if you want. Like, okay, well, you then donate to our. Unless you want to change your name, maybe you make a donation, you know, to our to our tribe. Honestly, that's what I was thinking, though. Like, if, if you wanted to use, like, let's say hypothetically, like the Cherokees, like, well, okay, ask them what they would want. What is their stipulations? And, you know, and then decide if that's something is the name worth it to you. But but redskin is just a uh, is just a slur. That's just a racial slur. There's nobody you can go personally talk to about that. Yeah, that's you'd hear that in a in a western like from the 1940s or 50s. You might hear pale face, but I don't know of any teams named the pale faces. There probably is. 
you know, in all of minor league sports and high school. And God, there's probably the pale faces somewhere. But there was a team called the Fighting Whites, I believe. The Fighting Whites. I think so. Who do you talk to about that, Brandon? Who do you speak to about the Fighting Whites? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Just go with it. <laughs> Did you put as uh, when you wrote your blog about we don't call them blogs anymore? What Articles, do we call them? in your article about possible renames for the Washington Football Club? Did you mention the humans? No, no, I did not. <laughs> that would have been great though for the community. That would have been brilliant. Um, yeah, red. Come on, you're calling somebody by the color of their skin. That's just no longer acceptable. I mean, it's 2020. Uh, TV tonight, The Bachelor, Greatest Seasons Ever, is on ABC. The entire season of The Bachelor that led to the marriage of Alex, Michelle, and Trista is tonight. And then over on NBC, it's The Titan Games. Have you seen the putt-putt golf game? No. Something whole, right? Holy moly. Holy moly. <laughs> Great name, <laughs> but it's it, it's like putt putt, but it's also an obstacle course. So they got this one thing you run across a ramp and you have to get over there, and these doors could open and knock you on your ass, just like like American Ninja Warrior. It's insane, insanely bad. Here's one of those uh, entertainment notes that I was not even aware that these two celebrities who I I know who both of them are. I didn't even know they were a couple until I found out they're divorcing after 19 years. <laughs> All right, you ready? I hear it. Did you know that Jennifer Grey, who was Ferris Bueller's sister and Dirty Dancing, hmm. has been married for 19 years to Agent Phil Coulson, actor Clark Gregg from the <laughs> Marvel Universe? Did not know that. No. Yeah. I had no idea. It says here, Dirty Dancing star Jennifer Grey and Clark Gregg from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are divorcing after 19 years together. Wow. She's tiny. She's 5'3". That's how Patrick Swayze was able to lift her over his head. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, he's only 5'4", so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a call that... Um, wow, Art has been very patient. Hello, Art. I, I am a very patient man. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish you would talk to my wife about that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll vouch for you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, hey, I was just uh, calling because you guys are talking about um, uh, Native Americans being used in sports. And there's actually a couple of examples where the tribes either gave permission. University of Utah, they're the youth, and that's a tribe in Utah. And they actually have special permission uh, from the tribe, the university does, to use that, that as, their, as their mascot. And Florida State is another one, the Seminoles. Seminoles. Yeah, and in fact, Florida State, there's such a close a tie between them that the, the tribe, the Seminole tribe in Florida, actually helped the university uh, design their uh, mascot, the guy that rides out on the horse, you know, at football games. Yeah. That mascot is actually helped. That, they helped the design, the tribe helped the university design that. That's really cool. Now, does the tribe get any kind of payment for the use of yeah. the tribe name? That I don't know. I, 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 I honestly don't know. I think it, it was Florida State. I think it's just a mutual, you know, respect and relationship between the two. I don't know about Utah. I think yeah. Utah, I think the University of Utah, they may pay to, to use that. New Mexico State is another one that uh, whenever they use the Z symbol on their uh, 
they they uh, they got special permission from uh, the uh, a tribe in. And you guys mentioned the money. I think that was a. I think that happened with with NMSU. They uh, they called up or some, something happened with the Zia tribe in in New Mexico where they said. You know, they said, "Hey, can we use your logo in the Zia tribe?" Like, uh, we never, well, never, we never even thought of it, but yeah, you can use it if you pay us. It's on the, it's on the <laughs> state flag, isn't it, of New Mexico? Yeah, isn't I, that I the think, Zia? I, I, I think it was the state of New Mexico that approached uh, the tribe and said, "Hey, can we use your logo after you, after using it for you know decades?" And the tribe was like, uh, "Well, it never occurred to us, but sure, you can use it. You, just, you know, as long as you pay us to, to use it." And so. That's that's what it was. But you're right. If there's a, if there's a team, and and you know we're we're forgetting about all the high school teams that might have, you know, the Apaches or the we were the Comanche. Aztecs. You were the Aztecs, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. see that as a slur necessarily. I mean, that's just like, well, we named it after this this tribe because of their care, right. you know, their characteristics of bravery and out of admiration. But let's face it, redskin is just a, a, a racial, racial slur. slur. Right, it's just a racial slur. Remember, Stanford changed right. theirs years ago. Stanford was the Indians, and then they changed it to... God, how long has that been? I, I think it was 72 that. when they changed yeah. it. Yeah. No, That's I how woke that. they are. Yeah, but if you go to the redskins, yeah, if you were to use the, the white skins or the black skins or the brown skins, yeah, it's like... Or the uh, yellow okay, faces, you know, just anything That's where it's... It. It, it, and yeah. believe me, they might say, well, it wasn't a slur back. In, yes, it was. If you referred to yeah. somebody as a redskin, yeah. that you weren't talking about them in a complimentary Who way wasn't named, you know, Mark Rippon or Doug Williams or somebody <laughs> like that. Or Joe Gibbs. <laughs> All right. Okay, Art. Thanks for hanging on for us and thanks for talking to us this morning. No problem. All right. Take care. There's Art. Uh, yeah, it looks like we should call him patient art. I know he was so nice. Uh, yeah, it looks like the U, the Utah Utes uh, when the NCAA began pressuring uh, schools to drop Native American themed names, they approached the tribe and the tribe allowed them to take it. How long ago was that? Just a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks like um, yeah, because before 1972, Utah used the nickname of the Redskins. The mm. university discontinued the practice because they thought it was a slur and offensive to right. Native Americans. It was a slur in Utah in 1972. How can Washington D.C. and well, not the whole city, but Dan Snyder? How can he not see that? It's yeah, just it's really a him. Like when we term. talk about Washington not wanting to do it, it's Dan Snyder. Yeah, this was back in 2014, it looks like. April 16, 2014, University of Utah and the Ute Indian Tribe uh, announced that they're still in business together. They said that for the next five years, and it will be reviewed um, annually, they will continue allowing the university to use the Native American nickname while in the Pac-12. Ute meaning people of the hills in the Ute language. Oh, it looks like here too. Yeah, the tribe. <laughs> so the tribe did get something out of it, but it is um, education. So it says the school can oh, continue. Like, like scholarships and stuff. Um, it says the tribe can use the university now to educate the people to the history and heritage of the Ute tribe. Um, they say they benefit from being associated with the public university um, and having people know what the Native American tribe is. So it looks like uh, 
just the name, the using of the name itself was something they saw as a win. But that would be, that would be actually not a bad like compromise. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah, give some scholarships to some of our Native American children who are going to go to college and might need that. Uh, that would be something to do. But uh, yeah, in 1972 is when they changed the name to the Utes. By the way, if you stop and think about it, now we now have an answer for the judge in my cousin Vinny. What's a Ute? I'm noticing some of our uh, our MAGA commenters on Facebook are doing the thing where you go, well, how about the Falcons? Because that's offensive to birds. No, you know it was offensive a few years ago when Auburn, you know how it's like, it's the Auburn Tigers, but War Eagle is like their cry. Uh-huh. And they have a, a an eagle fly across the stadium at the beginning of games, oh. and, it, and it flew into a window. <laughs> I just remember where I grew up, it was like every offensive mascot, raise your hand and be in this area because we were the Aztecs. The, the angry Arabs. The Coachella Valley <laughs> angry Arabs and the, uh, the uh, Indio Rajas and the like all of the names were so offensive. And then there's just like Cat City had the Wildcats. Like, good for you. Our number one troll is Bill. You know, Bill Bo. Mm-hmm. He Back says, Cowboys need to change their name. The old Western Cowboys were racist and would kill natives. I'm offended when I see or hear the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, there's a whole lot more to be no, offended about. You're not offended. Cowboys. You're lying, Bill. You're not talking about this issue in good faith. And calling somebody a cowboy doesn't even come close to being as offensive as calling somebody a redskin. If you I don't show have a to little- be called a cowboy. I need to be called a cow man. All right. <sighs> I'm a full grown man. Cowboy is an offensive term. It is trying to say that I have not gone through puberty yet. I did that years ago. Hair in place. Didn't I read recently that UNLV was going to change from running Rebels because Rebels, you know, because uh, well, of the Civil Ole War? Miss, Ole Miss changed theirs because theirs was the Rebels. And it was basically like an old, you know, Confederate general, I think, was their yeah. I don't uh, have mascot. Skype, but Joe's on the phone. He wants to talk oh. to you about another school. Oh, there you go. Hello, Joe. Morning, Buzz. Hey, what's up, Joe? Uh, St. John's University in New York. Back in the eighties, they were they were the Redmen. They changed it. They changed in the I think it was the late nineties to Red Storm. They were the Redmen back when uh, Chris uh, Mullen played for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some other teams have realized, okay, it's, you know, red, it's not cool anymore, so they've changed it. It's just, I don't know why the reds, and redskins to me is worse than red men. I mean, neither one of them are perfect, but the redskins thing is. I mean, it to me it hurts because the redskins are on my team, but I understand with the times of change, you, you got to change and do the right thing. Redskins yeah. are your team? Yeah. You know you're in Texas, right, Joe? <laughs> uh, yes, it's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need to realize, look, sooner or later this name's going to have to go. It's just going to be problems for you, so it's be- probably better just rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. When, yeah. when they lose when they lose money, they'll change the name. Yeah, right on. <laughs> and that's what's starting to happen. Nike's pulling their products. FedEx is saying, you know, you need to change this thing. Yeah, in the end, it's all about money and business. Add potatoes on the end. Make them the redskin potatoes. I'm cool with that. All right, thank you, Joe. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Appreciate it. 
All right. Telephone you, number. You could always uh, <clears throat> um, yes. have a handout menu, like different recipes for different red skin potato ways to make it at the games. Answering phones is fun. I've never heard the term red skin potatoes until I saw it in an article about the red skins a, a couple of years ago. Really? You didn't know? I love red skin potatoes. They's bomb. You get them roasted, throw some rosemary you and know, some let's garlic. Just, let's just play it on the safe side. Native American potatoes, okay? <laughs> Please. I think that's more offensive than red skin potatoes. Add a little rosemary on top. Toss them in olive oil. Roast them. Delicious. We got one commenter who I think might, like, his job might be, like, cockfighting. <laughs> because I just check out his uh, name and it's... Like, all this stuff about cockfighting comes up. But his comment was, go woke, go broke. I I think with the Redskins, I think it's more like go woke or go broke. Because you've got, you know, people that control millions of dollars that are saying they're not going to. They're not going to deal with the Washington football team anymore until they change their name to something else. We were talking about that uh, explosion at a fireworks stand. Mm-hmm. And, Brandon, you can see that on buzzadamshow.com. Hey, oh! All right, head over there, and Brandon's got an article up about it. A fireworks stand in Canyon T.O. exploded. In any of the stories, like, somebody must have lit a match or had a cigarette, right? There had to have been something that set something, it off. Yeah, yeah. It, it just says that there was an accident. That's all the school has put up on the GoFundMe page. You see these guys in the video, and I guess they're customers, it looks like, but a few start shooting there. I I would find, you know, ask these guys if they knew what happened. They probably do. They just haven't announced it, but there is a lot of videos online. If you click on the actual, click on, oh, I don't know, because you, I don't know if you're on Instagram, but they have another video from farther away, and you can see it is massive. <laughs> I keep thinking, okay, well, it's going to die out. And then I'm like, no, everything in there is explosive. Yeah, It's all going to blow up. How casually were those two guys walking away from the thing? They're like, whatever. So I was thinking about this. Uh, it was a fundraiser for, what was it for, a church? or? A uh, no, it's a school. It's the Cavalry West Christian School. Okay. They do this every year. It's one of their biggest fundraisers of the year that they do. Um yeah, fireworks stands are big. Uh, a lot of fundraisers, mm-hmm. you know, for different organizations uh, do fireworks stands. Think about it. They lost all of their uh, supply, right, of fireworks. Mm-hmm. Probably they kept the money in there. They might not have kept all the money, but I'll bet at least, you know, that day's receipts or uh, a few hours of that day's receipts probably went up in smoke, too. So uh, it looks like they lost everything. Wow, look at that thing go. You can see that at buzzadamshow.com. Just look for the Canutio fireworks stand explosion. While we're over there, Lisa's got, oh good, it's right on the top. (laughs) So it's easy to find. Mm -hmm. Lisa's got rock news on the way here in just a few moments. We've got uh, plenty of new articles and posts up. At buzzadamshow.com. So go ahead and check that out. You got an update on the uh, Walmart uh, story about the people who were telling a customer to learn English because it's America? 
Yeah, they got fired. And I'm not sure that's the best call, but it's just me. I don't know what was going on there because it, it was Walmart in El Paso. Which one? Do we know? Sierra Vista. Yeah. The one where the shooting took place? Yep. But both of the employees in that video look uh, Hispanic and probably spoke Spanish. So I, I, I didn't know what was going on in that video. So they, you can see that in the video, there's an initial argument that was happening. So there's something off camera that happened before that. But I'm probably I'm just guessing Walmart probably just made the decision to because of the bad publicity to. But am I am I right in saying it looks like it's a Hispanic employee telling a Hispanic shopper, hey, this is America speak English. That's what it seems like. But again, I think the firing, it's 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 too dismissive of a problem Mm -hmm. that to have this happen in the Walmart where the shooting happened is an even bigger problem. But to just immediately fire and discard these employees, it doesn't solve anything. Oh, it might make you look good for a little bit in the press Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, they handled it. They handled it. Awesome. Good job. Like, no, that doesn't actually solve anything. Like the only what would have been better is you keep them hired, you they they keep their jobs, but then you put them through training. You come up with something to help improve the situation rather than just discarding them. I thought it was really hard to get fired from well anywhere in in modern corporate America. Like there's a file. Apparently, if not, if there's uh, video. A lady, uh, they're calling her Tantrum Karen, went into a Target store in Arizona. Tantrum Karen, isn't that kind of repetitive? A Tantrum Karen? Those kind of go hand in hand. Like, chances are the Karen's throwing a tantrum in some way, shape, or form. If she's asking to to see somebody's manager, there's a tantrum about to happen. If you can come up with a better name, I'm all for it. But she went into, and she filmed herself doing it. So she went into a Target store and just started dumping all the masks on the floor. And then when the employees came over to confront her about it, she started, uh, uh, I don't know, she says a lot of weird things. She points out that she's a white lady and is wearing an expensive watch in the video. $40,000 Rolex. Target? I'm not playing in that game. Sorry, I can't play no, I'm not doing it. We don't. We don't want any of this anymore. This is over. No, uh, no. Please do you? Why? Why? You let everybody else do it. You let everybody else do it. Why well, can't do it? Because I'm a blonde white woman. I wear a forty thousand dollar Rolex. I don't have the right. Why? What does she mean? You let everybody else do it? Has she seen videos of people looting stores in some of the places? And she's like, oh well, you should let me throw stuff on the floor. Yeah, I don't get her point that she's made. I, I I think that she must be emotionally disturbed, mentally Yeah, disturbed there's got to be stuff something. going on upstairs. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like now the anti-maskers are trying to top somebody. Oh, you're not going to wear a mask? Well, I'm going to go out of my way to throw masks on the floor uh, and film it. And then the authorities got called. And that's when uh, this lady in the video starts telling them that she works for the Trump administration. She also says she works for another organization. If you can hear it, Brandon, call it out because it also makes a good case that there's 
you know, some mental uh, issues, some, mm-hmm. some mental distress that's going on with this lady. They drained the swamp. They did everything that Donald Trump was elected to do. Right there, right I, there. Both of those things. Draining the swamp and Donald Trump. Mental issues. No? You're, not, you're not there yet. Oh. No, no, no. Oh. It, it takes a turn toward real crazy town right after that. I should make it clear. They called the cops because she wouldn't stop knocking the mask on the floor of the target. The cops showed up. And they're questioning her, and that's when that's what she's doing now is telling them that she's there at representing the Trump administration. They drained the swamp. They did everything that Donald Trump was elected to do. You can read about it on Twitter. You can read about it in the news. So I was hired to be the QAnon spokesperson. Coming here today. QAnon. Yeah, it was so offhanded. I didn't Whee! know if you'd catch it. QAnon. QAnon. If you don't know what it is, I'm not going to explain it. I'm just going to tell you it is of all the conspiracies, it is the dumbest one, and that includes people who think the Earth is flat. There is nothing dumber than the whole QAnon uh, conspiracy, and this lady saying that she's uh, there on behalf of QAnon. So I was hired to be the QAnon spokesperson. Is coming here today. I cannot. It's a secret. What do you mean? Like I, I can't give you any classified information. You're not. You're not. You're not. You don't have parents. You don't have parents. Okay. You know, you're, you're a spokesperson, yeah. correct? For the, for, the, for the White House, yeah. Okay. Can I call Donald Trump and ask him if you don't believe me? I think we have enough here. <laughs> Madam, you spin around and just put your phone down. What? Okay. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You're doing it to me because I'm Jewish. What? <laughs> I think they were handcuffing her at that point. Those cops totally facepalmed too. At some point, we're like, "Oh, where he's like, I think we're done here." Yeah, like, "Oh my god, I think we're, I think we're done here." So they they he's cover, like, I'm, I'm done. and then she says, "You're doing it because <laughs> you're doing it because I'm Jewish." First it was I'm white. Now it's I'm Jewish. No, there's something going on upstairs. She, oh no no no! Absolutely. Level. I absolutely get what you're saying. There's uh, a lot more going on, but there you go. You know she had to talk. I bet she asked to speak to the target manager. I bet she asked the cops to speak to their manager, too. Lisa, I need uh, your opinion. Yeah. It has to do with workout. Hamilton, no. No, Hamilton is great. <laughs> Hamilton is so good, you uh-huh. guys. Yeah, you've been talking. And I know people have been saying it for years. But now you get it? Now I saw it on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. It would have been a lot better if my Disney+, Plus didn't buffer every 90 seconds. Okay, question. Who is your bigger man crush? Bradley Cooper. Oh, Rocket Raccoon. Or... Christoph from Frozen, a.k.a. Oh. I can't remember. John Jonathan Groff. Groff. Jonathan Groff. I don't know. After seeing Hamilton and his performance as King George, uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's an up-and-comer. I'll tell you that. Oh. You know, the first thing that I saw, well, the first thing that I saw him in was, was Frozen, but I didn't know anything about him back then. But in Mindhunters. Mindhunter. Mindhunter? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. You know, he's so good. Right. I didn't even know he could sing. <laughs> and and then he uh you know turns in this performance on Hamilton. Just blew you away. You haven't seen it yet, Brandon? No. I'll probably end up watching it this week, maybe hold off till the weekend when I have the two hours and thirty seven minutes it takes to watch it. I called my daughter up during it because her and her sister were both really into Hamilton. 
as in they knew from watching YouTube, they, they knew every word to every song. And wow. their mom took them to see it in Phoenix. But I called her up. Was and said, Jonathan Groff in that one? No. Oh. You know, it's one of these touring companies. You might get a couple of the people who were on Broadway, but it wasn't like Lynn manuel Miranda or Leslie Uggams. Uh, it's not Leslie Uggams. What's the... What's the guy's name that plays Aaron Burr? It's something Uggams Jr., but I always think of Leslie Uggams, who was a like a singer in the 70s, had a couple hits. Lamar. Uggams? No. Mm. I'm probably thinking of Lamar Odom. Who the hell am I thinking? Anyway, <laughs> I called her up during the thing to say, hey, I get it. Finally. You're here for it? Yeah. It's really, really good. If you don't want to watch the whole thing, well, first of all, you should because it's great. <laughs> okay. But you could watch uh, Weird Al did a polka version of Hamilton, and it it's basically five minutes long, and it covers all the scenes and all the songs. So he doesn't write any new lyrics. It's the lyrics to the thing. It's just set to polka, and he, mm-hmm. he tears through them really uh, quickly. Now, you can see it on Disney+. Plus. Hopefully, your Disney+, Plus works better than mine, because <laughs> mine stalls out so much that it ruins whatever you're trying to watch. It ruined Hamilton for you? It didn't help. I mean, it, it, it stalls so much that it's hard for me to get through anything, because it buffers. And I haven't found a solution to it yet. I'm thinking about writing a letter to Disney. Yeah, let me know how that works out. The company. They're going to be like, here's all the letters we've received. Here's a three-year-old, a five-year-old. And Buzz. And Buzz. Send it to Bob Chapek himself. Okay, buddy. I know you just became CEO, but you need to fix this, sir. I'm paying every month. I ought to be able to watch things on Disney Plus without it buffering constantly. So I needed your advice on gym etiquette. I never thought this would come up, but... Okay. I just realized I forgot to bring my gym bag. Uh-huh. But I am wearing a t-shirt and I am wearing shoes. Would I be allowed to go in wearing jeans to work out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You I, it depends on the gym. I know some gyms do have explicit rules that say you can't wear them. Would I but... look like a feeble-minded person by going in and working out with jeans? Yeah, totally you would. Yeah. But I mean you could do it. I've seen people who've done that before. I've seen older gentlemen. <laughs> Just going in and working yeah. out. The old guys who forgot their gym bag. Yeah. So the thing is, these are jeans, but they're they're like between. The stretchy pants? They're stretchy, but really comfortable. They're like between. You're wearing jeggings? Is that what you're trying to tell no. them? No. <laughs> Do you want to come over here and fill my pants? No, I, I don't. Then you're going to have to take my word for it. <laughs> they're somewhere between jeans and sweats. Okay. Like they're super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I got these at uh, Burlington. Burlington. <laughs> how did you know? Sanchez, how did you know that? Because that's where you shop, bro. Yeah, that's, your, that's your spot. <laughs> this, these are so comfortable. I went right back after I wore them the first day. To and look I was, for more? Yeah, to look for more. I was <laughs> like, these are the only pants I'm ever going to wear again because these are so comfortable. You know what? Actually, come in here and see if you can find on the label. No. Well, you don't have to touch them. You really want her in that studio. Mm-mm. Oh, that's we right. We make it weird, dude. We are socially distancing so beautifully right now. Yeah. We all have our own studio. Well, I just realized I was yeah, selling was these pants to the here. point that it would be nice if I could mention who they're by because 
Now people probably want to know. These are the, the most comfortable pants I've ever had in my life. Tomorrow we're going to find out Buzz ripped his pants at the gym. Oh, yeah. God. You know what? Still Not going to the gym. There you go. Forget it. Gym is off. I don't want to rip these pants. <laughs> Where do you think you would really rip them, though? Crotch. What do you even do at the... It was <laughs> right. This, yeah, what do you even do at the gym? Weights. Check social media. No. Yeah. Put on a like a some music and weights and didn't get on the uh, stair climber. Not the stair climber, the elliptical. Yeah, you're not going to rip your pants on the elliptical. I don't think I'm going to rip my pants on anything. And did I mention how stretchy they are anyway? <laughs> you may have mentioned it once mm-hmm. or twice. Yeah, I got to look inside here and find out a label on this. Well, I went back to Burlington. They had no more. I would have bought... I would have bought half a dozen pair Isn't of these the jeans. Yeah. When you want to go get something and then you can't find it anymore. Yep. I've had that happen to me. Okay, so I'm thinking about wearing jeans to the gym. Okay. God. You've become that guy. Look at this noob is what everybody's going to be saying. I don't think it's even a noob. I think it's just like you reach a point in your adult life where it's like, eh, do I care that much what people think? That's why old, old guys like my dad's age... When I was a kid, would wear Bermuda shorts mm-hmm. and sandals with dress socks pulled up to their calf. They just don't care. Yeah. Who are they trying to impress? Nobody. And they're saving money. They don't care. Yeah. The uh, mask mandate that Governor Abbott put into effect last week has a couple of exceptions. These are exemptions from wearing a mask in public. Karen, voting sites, and churches. Uh, it's the um, statewide mask mandate, including people uh, voting in the primary runoff election. You, uh, I guess, don't have to wear a mask if you're going to vote. You don't have to wear a mask if you're going to be in church. My mom said they quit... And this is really something because my mom and dad's life has always kind of evolved, uh, revolved around church and mm-hmm. they're very active in the church and they haven't been going. And my mom says it's because my dad is, you know, very feeble now. Right. They're in their 80s. Mom's doing good. Dad, not so good. Nobody wears a mask at church. Yeah. I so they're that. just not going to go or she'll go. But my my dad doesn't go because nobody's wearing a mask at church. And. I know that church, most of those people are older than 60. Yeah. I bet you 70% of the people in that church are over 60. Uh, And none of them are wearing masks. Yeah. Yesterday, my my parents, my dad goes, okay, let's go get some lunch right now. And my my mom and I look at each other. We're like, no, we're not. We'll get takeout. We're not going to go. And we had to argue with him. Because he's saying, he's like, it's, it's not even that busy right now. And da, 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 da. And then, so finally he won. And so we're like, okay, fine. Because he's like, it's two, three o'clock. This is a slow time at a restaurant, which is right. So we went and I, we had our masks on and we walk in there and it's all elderly people that were in the restaurant. Was it like a Luby's? Where was it? Oh, uh, no, we went to Lorenzo's in Las Cruces. Oh, okay. But it was about, th- there was only about two other tables there. And so three with us. And it was all elderly people. I'm like, I do not. They're the ones that just don't want to stop. <laughs> well, I, here's what I think about the church. Uh, you got older folks. I think like a lot of these people, you know, people say they believe in God, but 
these people really believe really? <laughs> in that, oh, if I die, I'm going to go. I mean, they really believe if I die, I'll immediately be transported to paradise where mm-hmm. I'll live like in un- unparalleled joy and bliss. Right. For 10,000 years. Same. So yeah. they're not worried based on that. Also, and again, I don't know if this is unique, but my mom would often say, oh, if if it's my time, if God decides it's my time it's my time. And I think that's a pretty uh, common attitude, especially for older folks and especially the, the more religious you are. You're like, if I'm in a church and God makes me sick, then it must have been his will. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to bother with this mask. I was a little surprised that my mom would actually. But I guess that's where the rubber really meets the road is she's worried about my dad. You know, getting sick and all of a sudden. That's how we are. And just, you know, there he goes. I used to argue with my mom about because I was always, you know, really uh, concerned about the environment. And she wasn't. And I was like, how are you not worried about this? And her opinion was God controls the world. Therefore, God is going to control. If God decides he's going to let us destroy himself, then that's all. And I was like, how do you... Do you cross the street with your eyes closed? Because, you know, all of this is in God's hand. Anyway, I've been around and around uh, with her, but finally she's not going to church. Or maybe she goes, but my dad doesn't go because nobody's wearing a mask. I can't stress enough how much these people are not are not full of... I'll give give them that. They really believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, God... is actively going to control. He's going to decide if I get COVID-19 or if I don't get COVID-19. So why am I going to bother wearing a mask? Yeah. And I asked, well, how does dad breathe when, when he has to wear a mask or does he, has he even worn a mask? And she said, no, he's fine with it. You put the mask on, he's absolutely fine with it. So I said, well, look, if you decide you're going to go to church, maybe just as a compromise, have dad wear the mask, even right. if other people aren't wearing it. Okay. I could see that. Uh, there's uh, some information that's going around online. It purports to be from the CDC. And it's one of these things where people who think this is a hoax, mm-hmm. either 100% a hoax or partially a hoax, and they don't believe the, the Centers for Disease Control, they'll post something from centers of the, uh, from the CDC, which they don't believe, They'll use that as their source to make up some kind of thing. So users on Instagram and Facebook are sharing a screenshot from the the CDC website. And, you know, post stuff like, what the hell's going on? Um, it says that uh, the common cold can produce a positive COVID test. Uh, another one here. This is what somebody shared on Instagram. Now even the common cold is being counted as a positive COVID-19 result. And then they post this uh, CDC image. Okay, so the CDC website really does say that, but they're talking about something, if not completely different, substantially different enough. What the CDC said was when you go in for the antibody test, which, Lisa, you've had that done. We all have had that done. Here's what it says, and they don't include this usually in the social media. The CDC says a positive test result 
shows you may have antibodies from an infection with the virus that causes COVID-19. However, there is a chance a positive result means that you have antibodies from an infection with a virus from the same family of viruses, such as the one that causes the common cold. So it's, you know, specialized knowledge like in medicine or science can be kind of like a loaded gun. It can be useful, but you you don't want them just laying around anywhere because somebody's going to misuse it. Uh, so what it's saying is the antibody test could come back and say, oh, you got you had COVID-19, but it could be just the common cold. That is not the case. The common cold won't yield a COVID-19 diagnosis. What they're saying, the antibody test might show up as false. So be careful of that and be careful of people who do not have advanced, you know, medical degrees. Even if they link to a source like the CDC, that information could be wildly taken out of context. And a lot of people are just looking for things that fit what they already believe. So if people already believe that either it's blown out of proportion or it's a full on hoax, those people cherry pick information and present it to you. So just I guess my main thrust here is don't get your news from social media. If you do see something on social media that is very interesting, research that and you can you know, it's an amazing time we live in. You could see this information and you could. If you just knew a couple of things, you know, like what reliable sources are and aren't, check it and find out if it's real or if it's fake. But just to assume because somebody posted it on Facebook and said that it was from a reputable source. Is that too difficult, do you think? I think to say, some, hey, check, no, to know the difference between a, a reliable source and an unreliable source. I think for it some does people, not happen. It it's not. It does not happen that in recent years, reliable sources have been uh, well. There's been some confusion thrown in as to what's a reliable source or not. You know, for the most part. The New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, you know, they have journalistic standards. The the whole thing has been thrown into mass confusion because, oh, well, you can't trust the media. Well, you can only trust certain media. You can only trust the media that line up with your political point of view. And I think it's just got a lot of people confused. And then it's like, well, I don't trust the government. The CDC is part of the government. Uh, I don't believe this about vaccines just because I read on a Facebook page and we don't know who to believe anymore. I think maybe we need a nationwide educational program, not about the stuff, but just to know how to identify which sources you should trust and which sources you should be very skeptical of. That's not even getting into the information itself, just the sources as to what's reliable, because I think a lot of people think, um, oh, I saw it on social media and I agree with it. Therefore, true, which is not usually the case. So um, they've they've got a list of different activities here and they had experts 
Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, I, I'm not saying I'm a reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I am pretty reliable about is picking up reliable sources and... Deciphering which are yeah, and, surface you know it's like sources. well that sounds a little iffy. Let me check that out. I've got a couple of online resources that I can go to, and you know. But even then, some of these resources that fact check people believe that they're to blame as well, and that it's they're run by this other side of the the political spectrum that I don't agree with. So of course they're going to say that this was a lie. You know, if Talking you about Snopes, yeah, I've heard that. But I see Snopes debunk claims about, you know, the Donald Trump or about people who support Trump or so it's not like they're just one sided. And I think a lot of it has to do with what's their track record. Anybody can make an honest mistake. But when you do it and you work for The New York Times, that's a that could be a career ender. You know, at the very least, you've got to publish a retraction. They don't have to do that on Alex Jones. You know, nobody has to retract something bogus that they put up on Twitter. And just based on the record of things that I've read, Snopes has been a, a overwhelmingly reliable source. And look, if you want to do the legwork and check the sources, Snopes puts those usually in the articles. It's an amazing time we live in, you know? If you're wondering about something, you can click and go find information about it, but if you don't know if it's solid information or not solid information, you could actually end up more ignorant than when you started. Mm -hmm. I see that happen so much. I've seen it happen with a lot of friends who have fallen down that rabbit hole. Right. And they just keep going and going and going. So because of the- And it's kind of sad. Because of the uh, information available to us and just the wealth of information, you can go look for information that seems to back up whatever it is you want to believe ahead of time. But that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look up credible reports from credible sources. Once again, I'm not denying that people haven't made mistakes. But when people do make mistakes and it's a credible source, there's a retraction. And if it's egregious enough, somebody probably gets fired as a result of it. So I'm not saying I'm an expert. I'm saying that I'm pretty good at knowing who to trust and who not to trust. So infectious disease experts ranked different activities based on how likely you are to get the virus from some of these activities. Lisa also saw one of these uh, and this one is, was that one from the Texas Department of Health? No, it was from the Texas Medical Association. Okay. And it, it listed them from one to 10, which were the worst and the best, and nine being the worst and one being the, the least likely. Uh, opening the mail gets ranked as a one. So that's very low risk mm-hmm. that you're going to get COVID-19 from opening your mail. Getting restaurant takeout is only a two. Pumping gasoline is only a two. Then it moves up to grocery shopping is a three. So that's moderate low. It's got low risk, moderate low, moderate risk, moderate high, and high risk. So they have got, let me find uh, air travel because there's been some development on that. Where is air travel? Uh, It's, I believe, seven. It's up above you. (laughs) (laughs) Traveling by plane. 
is ranked at a seven. So that's the second to highest. That's an orange threat level. Just the one below. It's like threat level midnight. So did you hear that one of the air, one of the major airlines decided, you know what, we're not going to have the empty seat in between. Yep. That's just more to make you feel good about yourself. And also, you know, this is the subtext they left out. And it's also costing us a lot of money. So we're going to make people sit. And then American. Yeah. Well, they followed suit. It's like, well, if Delta's going to do it, we're going to. I think it was it was either Delta or United. Maybe it was United. Because I know there's two airlines that are still going to be social distancing, at least into the fall. One of them was Southwest. And I can't remember. the. It's either Delta or United. One of them decided to get rid of it. One of them said they're going to do it. Yeah, I know that American kind of followed suit after the other one and, and put out a similar thing that said, you know, our our research shows that having this empty seat really doesn't help, but it definitely costs us money. Delta and Southwest are the ones that they okay. say are handling the pandemic ba- best, while United and American are handling it worse, according yeah. to us. So it was United flag. who first came out, and then American saw what they were doing and was like, well, screw it. We're not going to let a third of our... Yeah, starting July 1st, American will begin filling their flights to capacity, not blocking middle seats. Um, They were the one that said, well, you can change your flight, but that's only if there's available um, seats on another flight. Well, that's why I was looking at here on the orange level. Traveling by plane is a 7 out of 10. I mean, that seems pretty high. Well, it, it, because part of it is is because it's the air that's just being redistributed on the plane. There's, it's just the Woo, same recycled air, baby. Yeah, it's the recycled air that you're getting on the plane, so you're breathing it do, in. Do you remember in the nineties, two thousands? They marketed uh, some kind of flu medicine, and they specifically said this is what airline attendants use because they're the most at risk of getting flu and germs and colds and stuff. I forget, maybe it was emergency or something, but they yeah. really they had really marketed it as. You know who gets sick the most because of their job? Airline attendants, and here's out, what they use. Yeah, and they came out with Airborne. That was That's the, what it was, yeah, airborne. airborne. Yeah. And it was like, hey, if you're going to be on a plane, grab some Airborne just to make sure you don't get sick. Didn't they find out like that was that it did eh, like virtually it was nothing making, for you? Yeah, it was making claims that they were in, couldn't back up. So there was a lawsuit and Everybody was at least, I mean, if you wanted to go through the paperwork, you could get some of the settlement. But if you could prove a certain amount of purchases, you also, you, you would get your money back. Uh, so low risk, staying home, walking, running, or biking is the lowest. Um, low to medium is grocery shopping, retail shopping, and sports like tennis or golf where you're not in close contact. Medium risk I'm doing the one that goes one through five. The other one we were just talking about with the airlines, that was one through ten. This is one through five. So medium risk is outdoor restaurants, taking a taxi or Uber, a doctor or dentist appointment, and visiting an ER is actually a a medium risk. Medium to high is exercise at a gym, working in an office, indoor restaurants, getting your hair or nails done. And the high risk, this is the one they say you got to be really, you know, think twice before you do it. Airplanes are in the high risk. 
bars and nightclubs. I'm sorry. I know that that's a, a thing and a lot of people are out of work right now and I'm very sorry for that, but they do say that bars and nightclubs are where it gets spread a lot. Public transportation and religious services. It just sucks because that list, it, it's saying just on average in general what is unsafe and We've seen it a lot, a lot of places. There are some places that are taking this very seriously. They're doing the most that they can to be safe. And then there's other places that are like, screw it, do whatever you want. So, I mean, you saw that with uh, when the bars reopened. There were some bars that there was someone at the front door checking temperatures. You had to put hand sanitizer on. They only had so many seats. It no- was almost like they respected their customers yeah. and also respected the authority of, of medical experts. But then you have the other places that are saying, oh, well, these rules aren't going to last that long. Like, we can just do what we normally do. And that's what sucks is the bad apples ruined it for those businesses that were trying to, you know, do what they could. Um, I saw a comment from somebody. uh, It was either a medical spokes, uh, a medical expert or somebody government. And it wasn't Texas, but it might have been Florida. Somebody who's kind of in the same boat as Texas. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, with our brief reopening, the one lesson we learned is that drunk people are not going to social distance. Well, they just saw that in <laughs> London, too. They just opened the pubs back in London, and they said social distancing just went out the window once everyone started drinking. Sober you might go to the pub with every intention to social distance, mm-hmm. but slightly tipsy you might have different ideas. Yeah. And then S-faced you is probably not even going to be thinking about it. All right, Joanna is out this week. We're not going to go without entertainment news because Brandon is tapping up and into the into the spotlight with All entertainment right. news and notes. Good morning, Brandon. Morning, Buzz. Just got uh, something quick here before we got to wrap up is that a bunch of movies are going to start uh, filming yet again post, uh, well, I don't want to say post-COVID-19 because it's not done yet, but production on Mission Impossible 7 and The Batman will be among several Hollywood blockbusters to resume filming in the United Kingdom following exemption of quarantine rules. I finally watched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, by the way. That's Was that movie. the one with H- H- Henry, Henry Cavill? Cavill? Yeah. Let me tell you, I saw the first Mission Impossible like 20-something years ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe between now and then, or then and now, I might have seen one other one, but it really doesn't stand out. I went to go see uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was better than any James Bond movie in the past 30 years. There you go. Yeah, we watched it... uh for the weekend. It was a pretty good movie. Some other blockbusters that are set to resume filming in the country. uh, Jurassic World Dominion, Fantastic Beasts, and a Sony's live-action musical adaptation of Cinderella and Disney's remake of The Little Mermaid. So, movie's coming back. What is... uh What's going on? I keep seeing this trending that Beyonce is actually an Italian woman pretending to be black. Some Have you guys heard about that? I've, I heard about it. I haven't really looked into it, but apparently there's some, like, some politician somewhere. Somebody running for office is the one who started that and was saying that she's really Italian. Right. When you say somebody's a politician, that implies they, they actually oh, they're got in office. Yeah. You know, this is a person who's running for something. Where's this person coming from? Like, which side of the... The political aisle, or is it just so far out that it's really no? Sign? Um, it comes from a Florida man, of course, named K. W. Miller, running for Congress. Says that Beyonce is actually an Italian woman named Anne Marie Lastrasi. 
Uh huh. Now she's part of the deep deep state conspiracy. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Has, has she? Running. Wait a minute. Is he saying that oh, Beyonce geez. has been Rachel Dolezaling all of us <laughs> all I, this time? I guess so. It says here Miller is running to represent Florida's 18th district in Congress. He's not affiliated with a party, but he is a big supporter of President Trump and QAnon. Oh, now QAnon. So that's his claim. Is that. Uh, his quote, Soros deep state agenda for the Black Lives Matter movement is what uh, Beyonce's trying to do from K.W. Miller. But she's not black. She's uh, he says she's an Italian, woman. <laughs> an Italian woman. All right. And Kanye's running for president, too.